Blog Talk Radio. from his hat. Oh, well, I didn't know it worked like that. Sounds great until you do the math. And now people waking up, poking heads out of their stuff. What an expensive turtle shell. It was probably just as well because I don't want to be the machine powered by
teachers get a raise Cause it's time that they got paid And we legalize the shit Tax the fuck right out of it How hungry people eat That's a ride with me to you is our way of giving back. It's all it's about. We try to bring some information. You can leave it. Throw some information your way and you decide how to apply it or trash it. Your future is as bright as it's ever been once you realize you have control. You have control. Part of that control is you can call us at dialing 347-677-0699. You can find us on the internet on the blog talk. You can listen in our lives. You can go listen to have shows 10 months. Well, once again, as always, Harry, say to rest way into producing a list. And here we go, Harry. Well, this week's thing is to know, I want you to know this. A strawberry isn't a berry, but a banana is. Know this, six facts about U.S. debt. The first fact I want you to know is total U.S. household debt is $11.63 trillion. The second fact I want you to know is U.S. mortgage debt is $8.1 trillion. Third fact I want you to know is student loan debt is $41.1 trillion. Auto loan debt is $905 billion. Credit card debt is $669 billion. The total household debt in this country grew $479 billion in the last year. Know this. Mammoths went extinct one year, 1,000 years after the Egyptians finished building the Great Pyramid. Know this. Nintendo was founded as a trading card company in 1889. Know this, humans share about 50% of their DNA with bananas. Well, that's this week's things to know, and I I think I need to rest. I think you do, because coming up next, thing else you need to know is, is your job controlling your life? Harry's going to talk to you on that subject on our next segment. Have you rested up enough yet, Harry? Okay, I'm rested up enough, you know, because I'll tell you, we, when the majority of Americans 
show up at a particular time because a job tells them to. They go to the bathroom. They take lunch breaks because a job tells them to. That doesn't seem like we have too much power over our own lives. You know, the modern workplace has become Orwellian with companies reviewing your Facebook page, partnering with insurance companies, and knowing your health issues. Hell, they even have cameras at work and other numerous intrusive methods into your private lives. How much does your job, your boss, control your life? You know, PwC re- recently released its research report entitled Outlook for Work in 2022. Their findings are scary. That reveals that big companies could end up so powerful and influential, they morph into, you know, something like a mini-state that fills the void when government isn't able to provide essential services. And I know it's seductive to allow the combined services, but in reality it will create an even more indentured condition. And what I want to know is, where are all them right-wingers who are yelling and screaming about the liberals having more governmental control? Where are they? This is where the threat is. This is a greater threat to our personal freedom than anything that's come across any congressman's desk in many, many years. Let me tell you what is being developed as we speak. Companies have sensors and other gizmos to monitor employees around the clock, and workers will most likely succumb to an electronic leash exchange for job security, which we all know is a lie, decent pay, which is even a greater lie, and important benefits. If you think you would never give in to such tactics, you better think again. Given how globalization continues to transform our world and how digital technology is changing the way people work and live, the employee electronic leash is reality, and it's taking place today. You know, this is a skewed and non-friendly form of capitalism that is shaping our country. It's taking place. This is not the form of capitalism that Adam Smith spoke of, spoke of in you know, Wealth of Nations or even Moral Sentiments. Adam Smith, the founder, the guidelines by which we came a country, formed capitalism, the American capitalism, this is contrary to what Adam Smith talked about. The future is becoming a very, very scary place for the working class. And there is a strong likelihood that in the future, Companies will monitor employees like lab rats. The publicized purpose, of course, will be to keep tabs on employees' health, to cut medical costs and sick days and illness that undermine the workplace productivity. That's what will be told. The monitoring may even stretch into private lives as an extension of today's drug test. Sounds unbelievable, but I'm telling you, your boss may keep tabs on how many french fries you eat and how much you drank last weekend. This, my friends, is becoming the new normal. The future will see employee performance computed like an SAP score. You know, firms increasingly use data and tools to quantify the performance of employees relative to each other and reward the best while firing the worst. 
I understand this. I understand it started with Edward Demings. And Six Sigma was our warning shot. Six Sigma was our warning shot to the workers. The wrong in this is not the quantification as much as it is in the short-term thinking. Short-term thinking has ruined many companies, and now it is focused on the working class. Corporate indoctrination, brainwashing, will intensify. Company leadership teams will have more control on the, quote-unquote, corporate culture. Recruiting and training employees to fit the corporate ideal will become the primary function of HR. So what's HR going to tell you? Shut up and drink the Kool-Aid. It is happening now and will continue at an even greater pace. Contract employees. Contract employees will displace full-timers. It's happening now. Companies will rely increasingly more and more on people who work on a contract or project basis. Many people worry about this move away from predictable work, but people who adjust to this portfolio career can benefit from the flexibility and autonomy it offers, but middle-class Americans aren't ready for this mentality. Specialized skills will continue to bring top dollar. You know, advancing technology is wonderful, along with the engineering and science and data crunching. They'll all be in demand. And that's a good thing, except for the electronic employee leash. Workers with skills of the past will struggle, and they're, and they're going to lose. There's no way around it. One consequence of an economy in which big companies hold all the cards, and trust me, they hold all the cards, and they're giving us a losing hand for underskilled workers, the working class, and, and the middle class. This will mean an even sharper, much sharper decline in living standards for millions of people in the working class. Hell, wages have been stagnant for the last 30 years. But yet these changes are taking place now. And if you're happy and secure in your current economic model of wealth creation, I'm going to tell you, just continue to do what you've always done. If you currently trade time for dollars and you value personal freedom to control your time and, and personal freedom to generate wealth, if that's what's important to you, then you need to consider a change. But if you like trading your time for dollars, don't change. I'm going to ask you to consider changing some things in your life. Change is hard. Change is very hard. We all know that. Thomas Jefferson, you probably heard it here before. Thomas Jefferson said that people do not change until it becomes so uncomfortable. Sometimes you may want to change, but you don't know how. You don't know which direction to look. Um, I was ready for a change, and the direction I looked was yoga. So tonight I've had a few things I wanted to share with you about yoga. And um, Marley's process of moving from her storage shed and the back of her car, where she's basically lived out of all summer, not the storage shed, but she, she, she's been a little gypsy all summer, working in the Rocky Mountains and what have you. Well, she moved out of the dorm.
Well, it's always fun, always been doing a live show. Here's the issue. Our amazing trip. We did not have service with one cell phone provider. And so we changed cell phone providers. And now we see a bit of a problem in Jacksonville. So forgive us for losing you there for a moment. Thank you for hanging out. Stay in there until we got back with you. And always appreciate that information from Louisiana. Jackie, you rock, lady. Saying, looking for a change, you might want to consider yoga. Marley found the book, Starting Our Yoga Journey. Um, I bought the book. It was at Walgreens. It's put out by Prevention. And it's called Yoga Life. And it gave some very basic information on yoga as well as some postures, including diet, suggestions, some meals and what have you. <clears throat> well, obviously, you heard me say he gave me the book back. So Marley confiscated the book at that time. But she started doing some of the things the book suggested and encouraged me to do so as well. So I look at this book as being something that was definitely a key to my yoga practice. And one of the articles that I came across today and just looking back through it, so I love yoga. It's a combination of yoga and meditation that reduces the risk of heart attack and stroke to a study conducted at Bridgeport Hospital. Volunteers practice two weekly 90-minute sessions consisting of 15 minutes of meditation, 15 minutes of pranayama, which is deep yogic breathing, and 20 minutes of savasana, which is our final corpse pose at the end of all our practices. Also, they practice 40 minutes of um, asanas, which is the poses, the actual poses. After six weeks, that entire group showed improvement, filial functions, the, the ability of your blood vessels to dilate. And that, of course, reflects healthy inner linings of the body's arteries. Tremendous effect on your arteries and on your circulatory system. Other benefits, <clears throat> yoga has not earned the reputation that it has just from people throwing around a lot of erroneous information. There are well-documented studies that have given the reputation that yoga has earned credence and some of the other benefits that has been backed up by study after study is that yoga eases backache. Unfortunately, I suffer from a bad lower back my daughter does as well. Yoga has helped both of our backs more than any one other thing has ever helped our back. So many Americans do have a lower back pain, and if you practice yoga twice a week for six months, 
according to research published in the journal Spine, that it's going to give you the results of less back pain as well as less depression from that pain. Also, yoga is known and proven, documented, to soothe asthma. After doing two and a half hours of beginner yoga a week for 10 weeks, patients with asthma reported reducing symptoms. This was found by the American College of Sports Medicine. Releases emotions. Yoga releases emotions. You may not think of that. You may think of yoga as just being physical, but when you go into the mental practice, the aspect of meditation, and then sometimes the physical practice as well. Emotionally charged tears just seem to occur. Form relaxation. During that neurological relaxation, your brain says, okay, let's react or react or relax now because the danger is past. You receive that relaxation in yoga. So if you're on the mat and you feel tears coming on, that's okay. Just open up and just let the floodgates go. Those are just a few of the benefits of it also charges your brain. It helps people wait if that's all. Also, just helps cut your your lifestyle by making better choices. Of having a yoga practice will help you there. A lot of depends on what type of yoga you do. So if you listen and you think, well, you know, I do want to go ahead and try yoga, just remember you're not going to see instant results. To see results in a yoga practice, you need to do yoga about four times a week. And you need to give yourself about a year for that, the changes to your body that you're looking for. The most traditional forms of yoga out there for you to choose. Most yoga studios calories at a different rate. So real quickly, grab a pencil. Let me tell you, so you can kind of gear your practice for what you're looking for. Most traditional yoga classes burn at different rates. Hatha yoga, which is a gentle form and it focuses on your basic postures and your breathing techniques, you can expect to burn 175 calories per hour, which is equivalent to a slow walk. If you see a studio offering vinyasa yoga class, this is the more intense than Hatha yoga classes. The poses are linked together in more of a flow and a fast. In vinyasa yoga, you can expect to lose 445 calories per hour. That's equivalent to a moderate bike ride. Then step it up to yoga class. You're looking there at a class that's similar to vinyasa amped up a little, oftentimes with a little heat. You're looking at 300 calories per hour, similar to a brisk walk. 
Then finally, the last traditional class you're going to find pretty much in any yoga studio is a a type of hot yoga and then specifically Bikram yoga. These classes are comprised of it's going to be heated higher than 100 degrees. Yes, that's what I said. A little over 100 degrees. And in a Bikram class or another hot yoga class, you can expect to burn 636 calories per hour. That's equivalent to an hour of jogging. I'll do an hour of hot yoga jog for five minutes any day of the week. share with you about yoga tonight interesting and helpful if there's ever any way that I can help you with getting into a yoga practice or a problem you're having please don't hesitate to contact me here at Legacy Forum going to go to a little break with Amy Hendrickson tonight I need to hear her sing to us about those rock guys that's born melancholy It always surrounds me It's easy to be blue When your eyes always match your mood But it's not fun to dance to It's worth the romance too I've got to change it, rearrange it And teach my rock how to roll Here we go Here we go, yeah I've been praying to the rock gods I'm gonna bring in the big dogs See if they can help me to grow I've been talking to Jimmy Jive on Janice's story, I spoke to Lennon too. The outside girl, do your thing, let it squeal, let it rain. Free the beast from the cage. Walk his music's divine, and it's a free state of mind. It means everything. Well, it's all I dream about. Well, it took me too long to figure it out, okay, yes. Yes. 
you need to know the local honey update i'll repeat it again is sixteen thousand dollars that's our goal to help amy in this her and her drive so far she's raised ten thousand two hundred fifty seven dollars which means she needs five thousand seven hundred forty three dollars and she has 24 days left so i want you to go to kickstarter.com look search for local honey and donate some money to a worthy cause. It's going to be a documentary. You give money, and your name will be on the big screen. It's a documentary plus a whole music ensemble of 16 talented, talented musicians. Speaking of which, I got to got to give us credit. You know, a lot of people got to give my wife a lot of credit. A lot of people would give enough this program by now because of te- technical difficulties. We are not broadcasters. We are not radio engineers. We are just two ordinary people who want to share what we have learned and what we know about how to become successful. I'm not saying we're the most brilliant people in the world, but we're living life as we so choose, and to us, that's success. And one one thing I want to share with you is that. There is power found in people helping people, just like tonight. A good friend of ours, Jackie, called in and said we had some dead air time, and there's a reason for that is because the cell tower evidently wasn't strong enough to support us. So I'm calling in on a landline, so it takes people helping people. So thank you, Jackie, and that's what network marketing is about. How in the world did you like that segue? And speaking of network marketing, why this is important, it's really, really important. Think about it, people. Think about it. Do soldiers use the same weapons as they did 250 years ago? Do highways look the same as they did 200 years ago? Do farmers harvest crops the way they did 150 years ago? Do planes fly at the same speed they did even 100 years ago? Does the automobile operate in the same manner it did 75 years ago? Do telephones, does the telephone work the same as it did 50 years ago? Do people take pictures the same way as as we did 25 years ago? Do computers operate the way they did 10 years ago? Hell, we don't even eat meals the same way. Now, the big question is, the big question for you is, Why do millions of Americans, why do you, why does the middle class, working class, the hardworking people of this country continue to make money as it has for over a hundred years? Everything else has changed. Should we not have advanced? Time for dollars is a failing model. We talked about that in the earlier segment about quantification and how most people are getting lost. 
What must it take for people to realize personal wealth generation must change with the times? Or like the farm plow, it will be pushed out of the way by the tractor. Everything. I mean, everything has changed so dramatically, even within the previous 20 years. The way we communicate is totally different. FaceTime? What in the world? If you would have said FaceTime 25 years ago, people would have said, what in the hell are you talking about? Today, that's how kids communicate. Dial phones are gone, people. Being a telephone operator is no longer a viable occupation. Fax machines. I mean, fax machines, which was an innovation when I was a young person, fax machines have been replaced with email scan. Hell, when I was young, I thought the fax machine was the greatest invention ever, but now it's replaced. Carbon copy is a term that has no longer a practical meaning. CC that we use, carbon copy, is only in historical context. Robotics is, is no longer something you see only in Hollywood movies. It's reality. Cars have cameras. Cars. An automobile has cameras. GPS systems have been replaced by roadmaps. I mean, have been replaced the roadmaps. Those paper roadmaps that they used to be on every filling station. I'm sorry, gasoline station. Drive-time radio show is a dying form of entertainment. Change is current, and it's accelerating. Our lives have changed dramatically, and only a few, only a few people want to go back to the good old days because the good old days are here today. But too many people hold on to failing traditions, and most hold on because it's all they know. One thing hasn't kept up with times, the way the middle-class workers earn money. The way middle-class workers earn money has not kept up, has not kept pace, has not even come close to keeping pace with the times. This has not changed. The mindset, the mindset of the masses remains. Most people have stayed in the past while the world has moved ahead. Trading time for dollars is out. It is an outdated economic method of empowerment. According to Bridget Van Kellinger of IBM, IBM, she says the future will be quantified. And people, let me tell you, hours for dollars is not what they're talking about. Hours for dollars is not quantification. If that is your current status, if you're still trading hours for dollars, be careful. In this month's Fortune magazine, there's an article called The Future of Work. It's saying that wages are stagnating for a huge swath of the American population. Working class Americans who have become dependent upon a job are losing. They're finding retirement is just an illusion. Retirement for those trading time for dollars I'm, I'm sorry, but it's going the way of the dinosaur. Skills in demand by employers over the next 10 years will not include business acumen, business analysis, or profit and loss management. What is and will continue to be in demand 
or relationship building, co-creativity, cultural sensitivity, managing diverse employees, and, and team work. Subjects like science and math, technology, engineering, those will be in demand. But technology and the science courses combined with human interest is the future. The assembly line days are gone for the American workers. It's gone. It's over. As with every historical technological change, technological change, jobs are being destroyed. And as they're being destroyed, people are scared. Until recent years, new jobs were more productive and higher paying. In the past, in the previous couple hundred years, technology has lifted the standard of living in, in a society. In 1800, the cotton gin improved agricultural. The slave trade witnessed an enormous transformation. In 1840, the telegraph eliminated the riders of the Pony Express, but careers were created as telegraph operators. In 1880, we witnessed the telephone replacing the telegraph. So some people lost their jobs, but in the past, others gained a new job. In 1971, the integrated circuit changed history. Technology is advancing at such a rapid, very rapid pace, exponential pace. Many people are concerned that if there will be any work left, there's whole theories now. Will there be any work left to do? I don't know how long we've been dead air. I really don't, but I think we're back on now. And if we're back on now, I hope somebody lets me know that they can hear me. But if not, we're going to pick up just kind of sort of where I left off. I think we left off in 1971, somewhere around there, the integrated circuit changed history. Well, technology is advancing at a more and exponentially rapid pace. Many people are concerned that if there will be any work left for people to do. Even IBM's Watson. You all know that computer, the Watson, that went on Jeopardy? It is 240% faster, 240% faster than it was two years ago. Technology has changed the nature of work for over 200 years. Some people realized the changes and prospered from the changes. Others, others stayed with tradition and refused to see the writing on the wall. Bill Gates, most people know who Bill Gates is, has said that 20 years from now, labor demands for lots of skill sets will be substantially lower. I don't think people understand, and I don't think people have that mental model. It is truly one of those times in history. It truly is. Give your life, give your future, give your security to the corporation, or Take advantage of the opportunity that is before you. We have given more and more control of our lives to our bosses, 
forget the government taking control. We're giving control to our bosses. It is time to help our country. It is time to help our families, and it's time to help one another. Take responsibility and take control of your economic well-being. Your bosses, those corporate people, have gained too much control of your life. And it's not because they took it in as much as it's because you gave it to them. Regain control of your life or slip into the abyss. We all have choices. We do. And in a few minutes, we're going to have a choice. And I want you to go to kickstarter.com pretty soon and donate some money to Local Honey. And as soon as I can find out where Robin is, we're going to go to a music break because I want to hear more of Amy Henderson. Hendrickson. I said that, didn't I?
coming down like Jericho Gotta hide it quick so no one knows him Forgetting what I've seen I prefer lucidity Well, perception's only everything But when I saw your eyes They'd cut me with surprise I was jealous of the air you breathe You left your jacket here And you placed it on my Listen, I want to thank those of you who stayed with us. We've lost a couple of listeners, but a lot of you stayed. And Jackie, thank you for letting us know when we left the air. This is awesome because I'm going to tell you what it proves. It proves that tenacity, persistency can get you where you want to be because we've lost signal a couple times tonight and we're back. That's what happens in life. Oftentimes in life we get a setback, and I'm going to tell you, a lot of people give up. But my wonderful wife did not give up, and we're still on the air, and I still get to talk. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Well, for some people it is. But anyway, let me tell you. Let me tell you about self-development, because that's our next segment is self-development. And that's what we're learning tonight. We're, we were, During the break, we were listening. We're trying to figure out, okay, what if we do this? What if we do that? So we're developing our technique and our skills here. You must, each of us must develop ourselves to accomplish our dreams and goals in this life. You have to. It is critical to have the skills and, and talents necessary to acquire and then to hold on to your dreams and goals. And do you ever stop about it? There is a reason most lottery winners wind up broke. You know, a lot of people say, if I won a million dollars, I would never lose it. Hogwash. Most people will. Most people do not have the skills necessary to hold on to those winnings. Successful people develop a mindset that allows them the ability to acquire and then keep the winnings in life. We are not born with that winning mindset. We're not. It must be developed and cultivated. We are not born with courage. Neither are we born with fear. We must acquire courage and remove the fear. Most of our fears are based upon false illusions. A few fears, a few, may be based upon truth. I think a baby has a fear of falling, but I think that's about it. Fear can destroy dreams. Fear can destroy families and friends. Fear can destroy fortunes. Fear can destroy countries. And fear is lurking within each of us. Most fear can be erased with confidence. The number one fear that I, I think that most of us have is that fear of becoming who we can be. 
to gain confidence, the confidence required to live life to your potential and to live your dreams, you must destroy your enemies attempting to deny your destiny. The enemies are all around. The enemies to fear are really not people, though. The enemies that are truly inhibiting you are the enemies within. Each of us, we must become better than our worst enemy because our worst enemy has become us. In order to destroy the enemy within, you must recognize and acknowledge them. The first enemy, the first enemy we must recognize and destroy is the enemy of indifference. There is a disease that is plugging the minds of far too many people in the working class, and this disease is indifference. This is the idea that, oh, I'll just get by, or someone else will take care of it, or I'll just slide by, or people believing they can't make a difference. You have the power to influence your life more than you could ever imagine. But you must have the passion, you must have the belief that you can live your dreams. Indifference is for people that wish for nothing more than what they have. And what they have is not worth fighting to keep. That's what indifference can do. That is the mindset of indifference. Indifference was placed upon you by, uh, by listening to other people. You must destroy that indifference. Another enemy within each of us is the enemy of indecision. Indecision will steal your opportunities. Indecision will steal your possibilities. Indecision will steal your life. You must be decisive and decide you can achieve more. That's all it takes. You must decide you can achieve more. The enemy that is placed within you by people that never achieved their dreams is the enemy of indecision and doubt. Doubt will destroy what is yours. Doubt will destroy what is yours to achieve and steal from you all that you've already achieved. Doubt is destroyed with one thing, and that's confidence. And confidence is gained from skills, knowledge, and experience. Remove indifference. Remove indecision. And remove doubt from within you. And you will win. But always keep in mind that climbing the stairway of success requires one step at a time. The majority of us do not look. I'm telling you, the majority of us do not look at the top of the stairs when we climb the staircase. Now, before we may look to see where we're going, but as we're climbing the staircase, we look at each step upwards. We do not complain we're not there yet as we take the first step. We do not complain that we're not there when we take a second or even the third step because we know that each step will take us to the top. We know because we have confidence. We remove the doubt by taking the first step. We remove the indecision. We know that each step will take us to the top. We know that there is a top of the stairwell because of our confidence. People that live in a two-story house climb the stairs without indifference, without indecision, and without doubt. 
Believe your success is nothing more than your second story. Success is truly like walking up a staircase. Well, it looks like I'm going to do most of the talking tonight, so what we're going to talk about now is, is next is Weird News. One of my favorite segments because I don't have to be serious. I don't. Based upon the arrest and conviction of public officials, here are the top ten most corrupt states in America. You heard me right. We're going to give the top ten most corrupt states in the United States based upon not commercials, not Fox News, but the arrest and conviction of public officials. And here's the top ten. Number ten, Florida. The state we live in is number ten of the most corrupt states in the country. Number nine, Kentucky. Number eight, South Dakota. Number seven, Alaska. Number six of the most corrupt states, Alabama. Number five, Pennsylvania. Number four, Illinois. Number three, uh-huh, Tennessee. Number two, Louisiana. Are we seeing a, seeing a trend here of red states? The most corrupt state in the United States, based upon public official records of arrest and conviction, the most corrupt state is the state of Mississippi. That's right, my friend. Let's give them a round of applause because Mississippi ranks number one in something. Well, let me tell you something. I'm going to end the show tonight. For the first time in this show's history, I get to end it, but I'm going to end it just like my lovely wife does. Thank you for joining this evening. And if you have any ideas, you have any questions, if you need any help at all, we're here to help. You can email us at LegacyForum. That's right, LegacyForum at Yahoo.com. We answer most emails. We do. Now go out there and make someone else happy.
Just a travel through space and time You with the moon by your side Have nowhere to hide As the dawn brings a fire alive And ignites the sky So try Trapped to found innocence in the wise They just sit by And they die They can't claim innocence, no Everything I'm dreaming of king 